You're listening to my friend's place, WGOTLP Gainesville.
Second week in a row, you're hearing Dan Mangan, All Roads, on my friend's place, um, WGUTLP Gainesville. Thank you so much for listening on the radio, or maybe you're listening to the podcast. Either way, really appreciate your support. Um, what else did you hear in the warm-up mix this week? Well, glad you asked, because uh, coming out of the gates, you had a new one from Fred again called Cami, Like I Do. Then, brand new music from electronic music great Moby. And new music from him, Rescue Me. Um, not surprisingly, referring to animals, as he's a major uh, PETA person and also a vegan. Then you heard Faulty DL with Berlin. After that, uh, it was last week's closing track uh, from Smidley called Another Devil featuring uh, Shinra Knives. That might be actually a good one if I do a Halloween-themed episode coming up here in a couple weeks to include. Uh, then it was a new one from Barry, Unholy Appetite. Uh, that might be a good song title, too, for a Halloween episode, so maybe I'm onto something here. And then it was a Hand Habits with Greatest Weapon. And there you go. Um, you've, now you know everything you've heard thus far on the show. And as always, we encourage you to go to Bandcamp, uh, get their songs, see them on tour, uh, stream them, however you can uh, support the artists you hear each and every week on my friend's place. Um, so just a second ago, I talked about a possible Halloween episode I'm going to put together. Don't know if I'll do that this year or not because it is incredibly time-consuming. But um, speaking of Halloween, you know, how's that for a segue? I saw the brand new movie, Halloween Ends. And as you know, here on my friend's place, I like to do a lot of TV and movie reviews. So I'm going to give you an official spoiler-free review. Um, as we don't want to give away the secrets of the movie, especially considering that it's been out for less than a week, both in the movie theater and on uh, Peacock streaming. So, um, background information, uh, Halloween Ends is the third in a trilogy of new Halloween movies that began in 2018 with Halloween. And Halloween, the 2018 version, was really great. And people loved it, and it really got the franchise reignited, and it was... uh, Pretty much universally loved and a great return to form uh, for the franchise. The second one, um, Halloween Kills, which I believe came out in 2020, uh, not nearly as beloved. Um, So where exactly does that leave the third and last film in this trilogy called Halloween Ends? Um, Kind of in the middle, a mixed bag, to be honest with you. Now to its credit, Halloween Ends, Um, There are some really creative kills, especially one regarding a radio DJ, and I can't give away any more information about that because that was probably my favorite scene in the entire movie, and it has other, like, super creative uh, slasher kills, and 
the really cool thing about Halloween Ends is that it does actually try to do some new things that you wouldn't normally see like in a slasher movie or a horror movie. Um, and it has a lot to say. I mean, a lot. Uh, including off the top of my head, there's stuff in Halloween Kills about uh, post-trauma, uh, uh, stress disorder, victim blaming, um, trauma in all different forms. Uh, the origins of evil. Uh, is evil nurture or is it nature? Uh, so obviously it's trying to pack a whole lot into a little under two hour runtime. And um, Halloween Kills, or excuse me, Halloween Ends uh, has a whole bunch of other social commentary that I didn't even bring up in that short description. And herein lies the problem with the movie. While Halloween Ends is well-intentioned, and pretty original um, it's also a bit of a mess both tonally and looking at it from a story perspective now one of the best things and usually is one of the best things in this franchise when she's in it it's Jamie Lee Curtis and of course she's fantastic again wonderful job really dug into the role and I think did an amazing job so you got that working for you uh, in Halloween Ends Another thing that really works, uh, besides Jamie Lee Curtis, is you have two different things going on with the soundtrack. You have an original score from the great John Carpenter, who, of course, was the director of the first movie, also did all the iconic uh, score for that movie. So you have that working for it, and it is incredible. Um, and not only that, so you have score, then you have other songs that are included, and the songs that they pick to be on the soundtrack are also pretty amazing and you'll hear one in a second and you can judge for yourself um, so both of those things really working for it the, the choices that they pick uh, to be on the soundtrack and the actual like uh, musical uh, composer score so um, that kind of leads me um, to the end should you watch Halloween ends and I think it comes down to one single question do you want a traditional Halloween uh, style slasher movie? Because if you do, then be um, prepared to be, uh, I'd say, let down. Um, if you're looking for something maybe a little different with lots of social commentary, uh, sort of like what uh, Jordan Peele's been doing with you know his movies, most re uh, recently Note that I reviewed on here, and you like something a little bit different, then this one might be for you. So uh, there you go. It's really a divisive movie, and it's divisive for that reason, because it's definitely not a traditional Halloween slasher movie. It has a lot to say, and I don't want to give anything else away. So people that wanted that were really disappointed. I think other people that were kind of looking or kind of bored with the franchise and looking for something totally different, they were happy with what they've got. And it's pretty much like a split down the middle 50-50. But one thing that um, I think everyone should be able to agree with on Halloween ends is like it before I said the awesome soundtrack. Uh, so next up here on My Friend's Place you're going to hear uh, not one of the John Carpenter uh, score songs. I may play some of those if I do a Halloween episode. But you're going to hear one uh, from Johnny Goth off the soundtrack. Uh, song titles Come to Me. It's a brand new song he recorded just for the soundtrack. Hope you like it.
dancing, I sniff a madness Question and chaser, sink full of answers Love by a stranger, choked by the anger Life at the station, waiting for patience No one's reflecting, we're all reflections Purse full of changes, then make some changes Come land a spaceship, let's go escaping Drugs make it easy, fly far away from Navigation, what constellation? I think we'll make it. Thrills for the chasing, caught in a mystery, bound by the danger. Loud out the manger, I'm down to carve it. Words on the wall and paint on the carpet. Steps getting started, let's get it charted and get embarking. Mind how you go though. Stars collapsing, planets fall. You see, there is no plan at all. Uh, new music from a certain ratio wait on a plan before that on my friend's place you heard johnny goth come to me from the halloween end soundtrack then it was one from jobber called heel turn after that you had all days after the earthquake then it was one from modern color called greener grass then new music from lcd sound system you heard it last week it was almost the closing track for this week uh, it's called new body rumba from a movie they worked on called white noise there you go. You caught up to everything you've heard this week here on My Friend's Place. Now, normally at this time, I try to do some comedy or something really, really dumb. This week, I'm going to go a little bit serious and do one of my old man rants. Now, really what I had planned here um, was talk about some experiences I had waiting in lines at a convenience store, supermarket, a restaurant, behind people that were really, really incompetent at kind of getting through the line. But I'll save that one for another week. Um, so, uh, guy that's playing scratch-off tickets, uh, you junkie at the convenience store, I'll take care of you another time. But I, what I really do want to talk about something a little bit more serious and kind of want to take a different light on it. I want to talk about rescue animals. Now, on one hand, rescue animals are great. It's great that uh, people... Uh, wonderful people want to go into you know the humane society or wherever and rescue these animals 
and um, I think that's awesome. But there's kind of another side to that coin that I'm, I'm running into quite often, and that is these rescue animals, well, dogs in particular, they tend to be, like, bigger in nature, okay, and more aggressive in nature, which is kind of be... It's kind of be expected because a lot of times they are bred for the purposes of like protecting perhaps a residence where there's a large amount of cash and drugs or maybe um, they're going to be into like dog fighting or whatever. I don't know the exact reason why uh, rescue animals tend to be like on the bigger side but I do also know that a lot of rescue animals are small animals that elderly people they take home and they just don't have like the time or the energy to for these little animals and they wind up back in shelters so I, I realize that not every rescue animal is a pit bull or a mixed pit bull breed so um, before you DM me on that one I, I do recognize that so right off the bat I'm gonna say it's great that people do want to um, help rescue animals I was going to recognize the fact that they tend to skew disproportionately like larger animals. And again, in particular, pit bulls. While pit bulls are by far not the only aggressive breed of animal or dog. And their pit bulls can also be really kind and wonderful animals. I just want to kind of recognize like the larger picture. And the truth of it, rescue animals often have been beaten really bad or treated really bad. And you have wonderful people that come in. And they want to take care of them and they want to rehabilitate them, which is wonderful. Except for, there's two problems with that. Problem number one, to kind of really rehabilitate an animal that's been through great trauma and abuse, that probably takes uh, more resources, time, and money than a lot of people that actually take rescue animals can do. I've watched, you know, plenty of shows on uh, whatever, the Animal Channel, whatever, of, you know, where Caesar, I think that's the dog expert that comes in and tries to rehabilitate dogs, and he's normally successful, but sometimes you have these ones that just, it's not going to matter because the trauma and the abuse is too great. And I think a lot of the rescue animals, or many of the rescue animals, fall in that category. So, we have people not, with kind-hearted, but not necessarily ready to do, like, the work to totally rehabilitate the animals. So that's part of the problem here and the other part of the problem and I'm not trying to be misogynistic or ageist or whatever in order to control like a 40 or 50 pound dog you have to first of all have like the right amount of body mass then on top of that you also have to have the necessary amount of upper body and lower body strength and I'm noticing a trend where a lot of um, I'm just gonna say women not to be sexist but women a lot of times through biology are smaller than men have less body mass than men whatever uh, they have really kind hearts they want to rescue these animals some of them have them for protection they take them and they have a really hard time being able to control them so what we have, at least in my situation, is as a person that rides bikes quite often, almost every day through Gainesville, a situation where I'm seeing more and more rescue dogs and more and more people where I look at them and I go, okay, if this dog wants to break free from you and chase me and bite me on my bike, are you able to stop it? 
And more and more I'm coming to the conclusion that, man, this is I'm pretty much playing Russian roulette every single time I pass by some of these people. Now, truthfully, there are a lot of dog owners and they are very good at controlling their dogs. And not every like rescue dog or big breed is aggressive and wants to bite me. But there are enough at this point where I notice it almost every single time I go on a bike ride. So problem A, we have people with not the strength, mass, or time to really rescue these rescue animals. Then you have a whole nother problem. And this problem's across the board. It's not a size or gender issue. It's people walking dogs and they are not paying any attention to the dog. They're actually talking on their phone the whole time or they're texting. And they're not paying any attention to these animals. And you can always recognize those people because they literally look like they're drunk walking down the road. They're staring at their phone, they're kind of walking in and out, not in a straight line. So very much look like uh, they would fail a DUI test. And the animal, um, if there's 20 feet of line on the leash, that animal is at least 20 feet ahead of that person going around. So you have no idea whether these people are paying attention. And that's another huge uh, problem. So get specific here. So going around, I'm having problem where these large breed animals either have people that can't control the animals or aren't paying attention to the animals. I'll try to go 20 feet around that person. I'll go as wide or even take like a different uh, street. And I'm having to wonder whether like that person has enough control over the animal or whether I have enough distance that I can outrun that animal if the person can't control them or somehow the leash comes out of their hands and I'm just personally kind of over it. In particular, I live behind like the Stephen Boster uh, Elementary School and those neighborhoods back there. And there's, again, not to be ageist, just to be truthful, there's an 80-year-old woman. That's not even really a big, large um, mixed-breed rescue dog. Let's say it's like 40 pounds. But there is no way... And I mean, no way that this woman has any control of the animal. In fact, every single time I pass by her and I try to give 20 to 30 feet, it seems like the dog's going to pull her over and break her hip. And she has absolutely no control over the dog. And if she were the only person that I was worried about um, getting bit that don't have control of, over these large breed animals, then I wouldn't be saying anything. But in Gainesville, we have this issue where people that don't have like the right body type or are on their phone, they're not really controlling their dogs. And as a bicyclist, as a parent, you have to really wonder, do I even try to go past this person even 20 feet away? And so here's kind of my, my point of view. If you're walking through my neighborhood and I'm out on the street, and you see me, and I'm practicing nunchaku. So I've got my nunchucks, I'm swinging them over my head, and you're way on the other side of the street, and I'm looking at you, and I'm yelling, I'm gonna kill you. At some point, I hope you would go home and call the police on me, because that's not fair, whether you are gonna be worried about whether I'm going to attack you every single time, whether I'm crazy, not crazy, and that's kind of how I feel, and I'm just going to call it out, because we're talking about pit bulls. So let's be mostly truthful, pit bull, pit bull uh, breeds, pit bull terriers. 
those are the animals. And I feel like every single time I pass by someone, um, either on a phone or someone not that big and heavy, I wonder if this is going to be the time that dog gets away from uh, them and bites me or my children. And in particular, this grandma that I'm talking about, she's probably about 80 years old, about 80 pounds, and there's no way she can control this dog. So what I do, if I see her, I'll go blocks out of my way to avoid her. Or if I see her and it's a single lane road and I don't have anywhere to turn, I'll just turn and go back home on my own. But shouldn't have to. Just like if you walk by my house every day and I'm out practicing my nunchucks, you shouldn't have to worry whether I'm going to come attack you or I'm outside, I'm like sharpening a knife and I'm staring at you like a crazy person. That's not okay. So where does that leave you, the listener? Number one, if you know the grandma and you're friends with her, please have a conversation with you. And if you live anywhere near Stephen Foster on 6th Avenue, you know exactly about the woman that I'm talking about. So that's number one. Number two, if you are a rescue animal person, am I talking about you? Because if I am, then either I would say get professional training for your animal or maybe consider like a muzzle. I know that's not very dog friendly or animal friendly, but at the end of the day, I just don't want to be bitten. I don't want my children to be bitten and I don't want anyone to be bitten. And we should be able to share the roads as people walking their dogs, people walking, people skateboarding, people on scooters, people on bikes, and not have to worry every single time that you pass somebody with a mixed breed that's large whether that person's going to be able to control that dog. And it is a real problem in Gainesville. So there we go. The end. I'm off my soapbox. So let's get into new music because that's what we do best here on my friend's place. Anyway, um, got Meg Baird with one I thought was kind of an appropriate animal for uh, dogs and stray dogs. Uh, Will you follow me home here on my friend's place?
is new old music actually from Fantagram. Very first song from their very first album that they're re-releasing. That is Fantagram with Susie. Before that, had a very mellow uh, yacht rock mix going on. Uh, leading things off, you had Meg Baird with Will You Follow Me Home. Then it was Sales, July. After that, Foulness High. And Drug Dealer, Pictures of You. And if you like that style of music, really want to invite you to become a patron on patreon.com at WGOT as I just recently recorded an entire mix uh, for our patrons of only that style of music, which basically taking that like 70s, groovy, mellow kind of music uh, and looking forward uh, recently to bands in the 2020s that play that same style. So it took brand new music, playing uh, classic yacht rock, new songs of course, put it into a mix. You can find that at the WGOT Patreon page. So please consider subscribing here every week one dollar a month twelve dollars a year i think you can probably afford that but i should make assumptions for you anywho um right around halloween and got a little bit of a halloween treat halloween surprise uh, from this very viral um video that a texas mom put together about the dangers of watching the new hocus pocus 2 video so i'm going to play that for you right now and then uh, talk about it afterwards. A worst case scenario is that you unleash hell on your kids. This time of year, fall harvest is heavily celebrated in their household, but Halloween is not. It grieves me, the thought of exposing our kids to darkness. Gooch says there's a spiritual war being waged against homes in America, and Hollywood is part of the problem, and right now, one film in particular. The whole movie is based on witches harvesting children for blood sacrifices. In a recent Facebook post, Gooch advises moms against letting their kids watch Hocus Pocus 2. I believe whatever comes in our TV screens, there are things attached to that. I've seen for myself the things that I've watched with my eyes or heard over a TV screen, they become manifested in, in real life. Everybody thinks it's fake and innocent, but they could be casting any type of spell that they want to. Anything could be coming through that TV screen into your home. Okay, so so much to unpack there, and I'm not going to spend too much time trying to figure out what she's talking about. I guess the gist of her argument is that through the TV, demons can come into your house and basically possess you. And if you watch something and you're not careful about it, you could be cursed. Which makes sense in Texas, I suppose. So uh, Texas is one of the few states that Florida is actually allowed legally to make fun of um, because they uh, have actually more issues uh, than even Florida does here. But, but, Florida, you know, they don't want to be left out of the demonic curse Hollywood movie uh, business. So um, we have a pamphlet put together from our very esteemed Surgeon General. Uh, you may or may not know his name. He's Joseph Lapato. It's a very controversial pick. Uh, has a background in medicine from uh, UCLA. But he very conveniently put together some other things you want to avoid in Florida if you don't want to be possessed by Satan or you don't want to be cursed by witches. So I have his list right here. Downloaded it. Printed it out. Would you like to hear some things to avoid in Florida if you don't want to be possessed by the devil or cursed by witches? Of course you do. Everybody wants to be safe and they want their family to be safe. So here we go. First on the list. Um, if you want to avoid being possessed by the devil 
or being cursed. The number one thing, according to Joseph Lopato, the Florida um, Surgeon General, please do not, in 2022, if you're having a baby, please do not name that baby a gender-neutral name. So they actually, on his pamphlet, gave some really specific names that if you name your child this, you may wind up being possessed by the devil or being cursed by witches. So here we go. Here's some lists, some band names. Well, I shouldn't say band. I mean, you can always take the risk of the devil's going to possess you. But um, here's what Joseph Lapata wants you to avoid. Uh, number one, do not name your child Skylar. That could be a boy or a girl. And witches and the devil, they love when you don't have like a specific gender. Um, also on the list, Sam. Samuel or Samantha can either be a boy or a girl. And that, naming your child that, they might get him possessed by Satan. Uh, what else is on the list? Logan. I mean, for obvious reasons. Could be a girl, could be a boy. Um, and then the number one name to avoid in 2022, if you're trying to uh, avoid demonic possession, is Ryan. So there you go. Do not name your child a gender-neutral name. Make sure you get like a really, really um, solid name, like Charlie. Oh, wait a second, Charlie could be a boy or a girl. Um, how about Frank? I don't think there are any girls named Frank. So there you go. That's your number one boy name for 2022, according to Joseph Lopato, Surgeon General, for our wonderful state of Florida. Number two, to avoid. If you want to avoid being possessed by the devil or cursed by a witch, if you have a Facebook page, at no point, absolutely at no point, should you post any photo with a rainbow in it? And I'm not talking like the rainbow flag. I'm talking like you're outside and you're like, oh, look, there's a beautiful rainbow. It just stopped raining. Or you're like in Hawaii and it's a double rainbow. If you post a picture of a real rainbow on your Facebook page, you are exposing yourself to the devil. So that's number two to avoid. Number three, if you want to avoid satanic possession or uh, witchcraft, in 2022, you really have to make sure, and this is probably something you want to share with your friends and spread around, do not go to a Lizzo concert. If you go to a live Lizzo concert in 2022, you are opening yourself up for satanic possession, witchcraft, and all kinds of other like crazy things that could happen to you. So there you go. No Lizzo concerts. And this has all been researched very thoroughly from Joseph Lopato, our Surgeon General. Also, if you want to avoid a demonic possession in 2022, you really have to be careful about what you put on your TV. And in the clip that started this, she was really like clear. Things that are on your TV can jump out and they can make you crazy. They can cause you to worship the devil and they can affect your whole family. So here are some things on TV you want to avoid. Uh, number one, anything on the Bravo Network. All of that is satanic. Which makes me a little bit sad because I am a really big fan of two shows on Bravo Network. Vanderpump Rules and also Southern Charmed. But I also don't want to expose my family to the devil. So I'm going to cut off my viewing of Bravo and both of those shows. Also, on the ban list, any show, any interview... Anything that has anything to do at all with Rachel Maddow. 
Now, I think specifically it has to do with her short haircut. Um, short haircuts have been known to summon demons. So stay away from Rachel Maddow interviews. Luckily, she's off MSN, MSNBC right now, so that should be a little bit easier to avoid. Also on the banned television list, I'm not exactly sure about this one, but, you know, if Joseph Lopato, our Surgeon General, says we should do it, I'm going to stick with it. Any repeats of the great uh, 90s teen show Dawson's Creek. Apparently, Dawson's Creek is a portal to hell. So sorry, fans of uh, Joey or Pacey, and whether they should get together or not get together, stay away from Dawson's Creek. Additionally, kind of, kind of wrap up his uh, pamphlet, um, if you drive an electric car, you are totally opening up yourself for satanic exposure. Last thing, and uh, luckily this won't really affect anyone in Gainesville, but if you live within five miles of a beach or the coastline in Florida, and you do not have a salt light or salt life sticker on your truck, you're totally exposing yourself to witchcraft or possibly being possessed by the devil. So if you live within that range of the beach, immediately go home, um, order sticker.com. You got to get your salt life sticker up on your truck to keep the witches and the devil away. So there you go. Um, hopefully that helps you out. Speaking of curses and the devil, got one from Orville Pet coming up next. The Curse of the Blackened Eye. I've been hiding out, running from the curse of the blackened eye. Thank you. 
fue mejor No te quiero mi amor Y hace machito about going to close out this week's My Friend's Place on your wonderful WGOTLP Gainesville 100.1 FM. Thank you once again for listening, supporting the station, supporting My Friend's Place. Before I go over the music you just heard, quick reminder, WGOT's got a Patreon page. Patreon is a monthly subscriber service that keeps revenue coming into WGOT each and every month. Uh, for as little as $1, you can sign up. Or maybe you are really rich and can afford $2 or $24 a year. Either way, we welcome you. There's original content on that um, site, including a modern yacht rock mix I did just about a week ago that you can download or stream at your own convenience anytime you want. Um, also, WGOT has a Facebook page. Consider giving us a like if you are a Facebook person. And uh, more importantly, WGOT has a website, WGOT.org. What's really cool about our website is that you have information how to stream the station even when you're outside of the signal's uh, radius, which is a lot of Gainesville, unfortunately. But as long as you have a cell service or wireless service, you can listen to WGOT anytime you want anywhere any uh, place on the planet actually again as long as you have that uh wireless service um also if you like uh, my friend's place i host another show here on uh wgot called cramela mix show which is more electronic techno house based um but the important thing about that is if you type in cramela mix show and cramel c-r-a-m-e-l-a it also unlocks episodes of My Friend's Place that you can stream at your own convenience. Um, almost all the episodes are available up through Cramel Mix Show. Anywho, I'm going to head out of here. But as we do each and every week before uh, we conclude things here on My Friend's Place, we have our closing track. So basically, uh, the best music song of the week. And this one is a doozy because it's by Lady Tron. Now, a lot of people kind of get caught up into the music that they listen to when they were in high school or college and shut everything off. I'm telling you, if you were in high school or college and you love Depeche Mode, then you're really going to like the stuff that Lady Tron's been putting out for at least a decade or so. And this new one's a banger. So anyway, uh, your closer this week on My Friend's Place is Lady Tron, City of Angels. (laughs) 